The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. You know, when I was in college, my dad, um, I was monitoring in Old English, and I remember a discussion my dad went, that is such a waste of time and money. Why? Why? Dad, if we ever come up with a way, you know, to bring Chaucer back, I can communicate with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so in a way, look, Dad, my dad was real big on, honey, just repeat after me, y'all want fries with that. (laughs) that's all you're going to have in your life, honey. It's just useless. But um, no, it's my way of getting back at my dad going, look, the useless information paid off. Dad, look, look, look. Hey there. Welcome back to the Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And this week, the prolific, award-winning, number one New York Times and international best-selling author, Sherilyn Kenyon, joined me to talk about what it's like to be a literary legend with over 70 million copies of her books in print in over 100 countries. Sherilyn's considered one of the most popular and influential writers in the world, and the multi-genre author is best known for her urban fantasy and paranormal romance, including the wildly popular Dark Hunters series, now also a New York Times bestselling manga. Since her debut in the mid-90s, she's placed more than 80 novels on the New York Times list in all formats and genres, including YA, children's books, coloring books, historical romance, and even graphic novels. Her Lords of Avalon novels were adapted by Marvel. Ms. Kenyon's path to best-selling novelist was a winding one, as you'll hear, but through all the ups and downs, she's cultivated an incredibly loyal fan base who call themselves Menions and even designed tattoos in honor for more popular genre-bending books. Her latest bestseller in the expansive Dark Hunters series, titled Stygian, is described as a blend of tortured heroes, strong heroines, and historical mythology. Stygian was named one of the best science fiction and fantasy books of the year by Kobo, and Publishers Weekly has called her work a delicious balance of suspense and sensuality. And just a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the team at Author Accelerator. You know that book idea rattling around in your head? Well, now's the time to take it seriously. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, accountability, and support while you write so that you can get your idea out of your head and onto the page. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, Many authors and copywriters 
have the exact skill set needed to become great book coaches, including managing a project and understanding that creative process. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and masterclasses so that you can add this premium service to your own arsenal. Just go to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles for more information. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles, and you'll find that link in the show notes. In part one of this file, Sherilyn and I discussed how she started out as one of the first female web developers in the 90s, why the author's determination and resilience through good times and bad led her to great success and great superstition, how she stays sane, focused, and organized, writing hundreds of characters across multiple genres, and how she still finds her car keys. And on writer's block, or why the author set aside an unfinished book for 10 years before finishing it. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs Head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. And leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Writer Files. I have a special guest, Sherilyn Kenyon. The prolific, multi-genre, best-selling author uh, is here to join us today. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, thank you for letting me come out of my room for a little while. This is kind of fun, <laughs> or a lot of fun, actually. I don't get to see daylight often, so hey. Hey, there's a whole world out there, Sherilyn. I know, right? That's what they keep telling me, but you know, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, because you spend a lot of time uh, with your uh, characters, I understand, and um, you know, you're just a, a fantastically prolific author. I want to figure out how you, how you stay sane, first of all. But, uh, yeah, for listeners who might not be familiar with your fantastic journey to number one, New York Times bestselling author and just all around, uh, busy lady, it seems, C- catch us up a little bit on how you got here. Oh, God. <laughs> I always say there are two things you never want to ask me about, um, publishing and pregnancy, because I will scare you off of both. Yeah, (laughs) it was not an easy trek to get here. Oh, gosh, how much time do we have? Um, (laughs) Yeah, how many times do you have to rebuild your career? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, over under a round or three, there's always a way. I think, you know, one of the things that fascinates me about um, your journey is that it started so long ago and, you know, you've been, you've been working for many, many years as a fiction writer and, you, and you've obviously worked in a lot of different mediums and a lot of different genres. But, you know, today your name is as big or bigger than the titles on your, on your books, which seems to be an accomplishment that few authors have achieved. And uh, the back of the book is just a large photo of you. Thank God. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It could blind people. 
helpful, which could be a bad thing seeing that I want them to read the book. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Oh, my kids mock me for that. So, yeah. I mean, but that's a pretty, that's a pretty um, amazing feat, I think, in this day and age. So, you know, I mean, you started, um, I understand, writing, you know, kind of short stories back in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, God, I'm old. <laughs> Way too old. Yeah, I, I bet before I knew I shouldn't be, you know, maybe I, I, there's a world out there. Maybe you should explore it. Yeah, no, I... I came out of the womb like wanting to be a writer so it was just all I ever wanted to do as a kid it was what I spent all my time doing and you know nobody ever told me you should have a life that that you know that, that there would be obstacles out here I just kind of put my head down and, and decided I want to be a novelist and you know I was five years old looking at my mother going I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller when I grow up and my mother bursting out laughing at me going <laughs> Do you even know what that is? I'm five, so no. <laughs> but, you know, it's on all the books you read, Mom. It has to be a good thing. My mother just shook her head going, oh, my God, what have I birthed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but here I mean, we are many, many years later. Yeah. Right. I mean, the estimates have been, what, 70, 80 million copies? It's like it goes up a million copies every time you do a, an interview now. <laughs> <laughs> not quite that easily, but yeah, you know, it's like McDonald's sign. How many, how many, can, can we add another one to it, please, please? Amazing. Kids, go buy another one. I can add three. If each of you buy one, there's, it goes up by three. Come on, come on, come on. You can do it. <laughs> You're grown now. You have your, you go buy your mom's book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it would seem that, um, the best place to kind of connect with you is your home base, com, which of course I'll link to all of these resources. Um, you also have a pretty, pretty rabid, uh, Twitter following. And, and well, I think what's amazing about your, your author site is just the sheer amount of information and, and resources there for, um, all of the different mediums and, and genres that you work in. So maybe tell us a little bit about, um, just, how to navigate this uh, this website of yours? <laughs> well, that's what I do when I'm not writing, or maybe when I should be writing, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I started out, I was actually one of the first female web developers in the country back in the 90s. Um, yeah, so that that's just kind of wow. like my pet love off to the side. And it, it started out, you know, we were, I was part of the development team working on some of the early sites for people like Warner Brothers and, you know, all these different entertainment sites. And, you know, we were doing the character profiles and you're sitting there going, wow, this is really cool. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody did this for books? And you have that moment where you're going, you idiot. Wouldn't it be awesome if you did this for yours? Oh, yeah, duck. So that was how that got started, got back in the 90s. It's like, oh, yeah, and we'll put maps up and we'll make them really interactive and we'll do this and you know one time I had games up there but unfortunately technology just I cannot keep up with everything you know it, it right. especially now you know I was a cold fusion programmer before that I, I did Pearl and Flash and all these well Flash is still out there but not like it used to be and so you know all this stuff it's like slow down no I can't um yeah Hmm. Yeah, hmm. waiting for my children to catch up now. Just you know, you learn going to gaming. You learn gaming now. Kids <laughs> look at me going, "I have other things I want to do." No, mom, no. 
Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, you're best known for the dark hunter series and, um, that series is now topped uh what 20 28 books uh okay <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I don't count i'm i'm very superstitious okay so you know back when i counted my career tank getting back to the you know the original question oh my, oh my. i had six bestsellers that came out and then my career tanked and took me four and a half years to ever sell another book so after that it's like i'll never count again because apparently that was a bad idea so, yeah, I let them count. When I'm dead, we'll know for sure how many I wrote. Right now, it's like, okay, I, I concentrate on what I'm doing and the book right after. And that's really all I count. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because when I did count, it, it was a bad thing. And I'm highly superstitious. So, that, that yeah. sounds about right. I think that's what they tell me. Amazing. If they would number them, it would help. But then that might be a bad, bad idea, too. So, <laughs> again, no, no. Sure, and I sure. I don't on cracks either, so. <laughs> well, you're highly know, superstitious, chance, right? Yeah, you're highly superstitious, and I understand that uh, you have a hard time finding your car keys, but you, you have just oh, yeah. uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of characters at this point. Probably in my head, there's no telling. It's very crowded up there. It's kind of like my son's room when he comes home for breaks. It's a, a tiny little room, but you know, suddenly there are like 300 people coming out of it. It's like I had to do all fit. I don't know. So I, I envision my brain much like his room. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> or his car. It's like, I don't think that's legal, son. The eight people in that car, it's a two-seater how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the last uh, to publish was Stygian, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, you are currently currently working on it, and there's a, ti- there's a timer on your website that, 
that uh, counts down to the publication of your next book. Yes, in each series. Okay. So what or are should you? Should be. I may not have reset some of them. Maybe behind. <laughs> That's okay. I just Can't use that. I do that. Oh, I forgot to reset that one. I just use that as a wallpaper to kind of keep track of time in general, but. That was a bad joke. Well, sometimes it gets, well, you know, sometimes it just kind of gets scary. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I got too much to do. Not enough time. Oh, my God. I need <laughs> to right. bed like the 48-hour day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to find out more about how you get it done. Uh, what are you presently working on? Uh, right now I'm doing edits. For, okay. I know the name of this book. Uh, I, I, oh, my gosh. I can never remember the titles of any of my books. Um, at the store. At so, that yeah, store. I'm doing my revisions on or my, my copy edits on it. Very good. Very good. Just a quick reminder that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by Audible, who offer an unmatched selection of audiobook titles to choose from and seamlessly delivers the worlds of both fiction and nonfiction straight into your ears. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial to give you the chance to try it. You can grab your free audiobook now by visiting audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. I just headed over there to grab bestseller Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, narrated by co-author my friend Adam Skolnick. Well done, sir. It's the tale of David's incredible life story, how he rose above poverty, prejudice, and physical abuse, and through self-discipline, mental toughness, and hard work, transformed himself from a depressed, overweight young man with no future into a U.S. Armed Forces icon and one of the world's top endurance athletes. You can select and download any book of your choice for free by simply heading to audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. That's audibletrial.com slash writerfiles. Um, okay, let's talk about productivity if we can. And, um, you know, y- y- your books kind of jump through time and, and kind of historical and, and obviously mythological settings how do you uh research or kind of keep track of you know where these books are are jumping around to i usually pick um scenes and settings of things that i I know very intimately i grew up studying a lot of history you know i was that weird kid that everybody would like throw spitballs at and laugh at school because i had these giant tomes that you know all the librarians knew me they're like it's technically a reference book, but we know it's you, so you can take it because <laughs> we know you'll have it back tomorrow because you'll have read the whole thing. And I was that kid. You know, I, I would come up to the library during summer and go, I'll help you shove the new books if you'll please let me read some while I'm here. And um, yeah, yeah, it was terrible, but it actually came up really helpful. You know, when I was in college, my dad, um, I was monitoring in Old English, and I remember a discussion my dad went, that is such a waste of time and money. Why? Why? So, Dad, if we ever come up with a way, you know, to bring Chaucer back, I can communicate with him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm heck on Trivial Pursuit. But, you know, so in a way, look, Dad, it, my dad was real big on, honey, just repeat after me, y'all want fries with that. Because that's all <laughs> oh, you're going to have in your life, honey. It, it's just useless. Yeah. But, um, no, I, it's my way of getting back at my dad going, look, the useless information paid off. Dad, look, look, look. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, and I have a lot of friends who are still historians. I'm still actually in the Charles Homer Haskins Society. So, yeah, I, I, I love, I love history. I mean, you know, you get to see people do the same things over and over and go, why did you do that again? And 
you know, my my um, son's also a history buff, so we get in these great arguments all the time about battles and, and ancient Rome. I'm more ancient, and I, I actually like Etruscan, and he's more imperial Rome. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just very cool. So, um, between juggling, you know, multiple projects in progress and kind of, you know, working on new new stuff, do you have a process or just a uh, kind of a, a, you know, a method to kind of tune out distractions so that you can actually get words onto the page? Um, not really. My brain's a kind of, look, a squirrel. So I go off in a billion directions in any day anyway. But not really. I mean, yeah, I grew up in a house. My older sister has cerebral palsy. So, and, you know, she's deaf. My parents were very hard of hearing. So there was always a whole lot of noise going on in our house. Um, the boys I grew up with were extremely loud and obnoxious. And, you know, if they ever saw you were doing something, they'd yank the notebook out of your hands and then hold it over your head and go, nee, 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 nee. So, <laughs> you know, I don't have those kind of distractions. It's really easy to write now. You know, never mind trying to do homework in the middle of that. So really, no, I can pretty much write in the middle of a hurricane. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it, tuning things out has never been much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Paying attention really is for me. It's like, oh, what, what? Somebody's talking to me, not my characters. Is that yeah. important? That's why I can't find car keys. You know, the keys are not important until right. I need to go somewhere. It's like, oh, dang it. I had them somewhere a few hours ago. Sure, sure. Or well, days heard... ago. What? Is it days, weeks? I don't know. <laughs> I've heard you say you're not a morning person. Uh, do you typically write in the afternoon and evening? Basically, if I'm up, I write, which is kind of around the clock. I'm up in the mornings. I'm just really grumpy. You know, when my baby was little, Ian would come in. He's like, Mama, Mama, Mama. It's like, it's a real, this is why God made you really cute. Otherwise, your mama bear would eat you in the morning. Yeah, it's like crispy fried baby sounds really good. Mm. But you're so adorable. I'll let you live. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, like I said, I am up. It's just kind of like... <laughs> Hmm. I hate that yellow ball. Why is it there? Uh. <laughs> well, um, it sounds like uh, you're someone who just kind of works on the fly. You don't um, necessarily turn off the internet uh, when you're writing. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. My kids bother me. I've got a kid in Japan, so I really have no no schedule whatsoever because he's liable to call me 3 a.m., 3 p.m., you know, so it really is whenever. And God has a, a very wicked sense of humor because I did. I had one, the, the one who's in Japan was that baby who I thought he was the most miracle child of all time because I bring him home. He slept till noon. So he was on my schedule. It's like, oh my God, you're the greatest kid. Then I bring home son number two, 10 months later. And that kid is up at dawn. So he's like, wait a minute. I got a night owl and a morning baby. Oh my God, why? <laughs> so literally there was no sleep from that point oh, no. to this day because they're still on that schedule where you've got them rotating out. One's up at dawn, one doesn't go to bed till an hour past dawn. And yeah, yeah. so yeah, they, they brought me in, you know, with the three of them. And then the one that really, I think he's only up two minutes a day, the minute before noon and the minute right after. So Yeah. Well, with so much um, writing experience under your belt at this point, have you ever run up against writer's block or anything 
like it or is it a thing? Um, I, it's definitely a thing. I, I have plenty of friends who suffer from it. I've had books that, that I've started that I just kind of put aside like, um, oh, brain, the green cover book. What's the name of you? <laughs> oh my gosh, Kerrigan, Kerrigan. I told you, I, I can't ever, or maybe I didn't tell you, but I, I thought it in my head. I reek at titles, uh, Kerrigan's book, um, Sword of Darkness, where I'll start it. And then I'll, I'll get like a couple chapters in, set it aside and for about four or five, no, it's longer than that, probably about 10 years. And then I went wow. back to it because suddenly a decade later, I had to write the book. Um, and it came out in, you know, like a month or less. So I had the whole thing. It just took it, how you know, a good yeah. long time to come to fruition in my head. So I'll have that. But I don't, I don't think of that really so much as writer's block. It's just I have these characters that are talking to me but they needed more time to really gel in my head mm -hmm. um but in terms of absolute writer's block not really it's more i've got or you know something where i'll be in the middle of a book um i was doing uh fane's book when his son's book came up and, and talene was like you you can't tell that one yet because if you don't do mine first you're gonna have a whole lot of spoilers so i had to stop that one and go back write the son, then go back and, and write dad's book. So I've had things like that too, where they've had, they've shuffled each other. Yeah. But again, I don't think that's really writer's block per se. I mean, it, I've never had one where I, I couldn't write, you know, yeah. I mean, I've had life get in the way, but that's a whole separate, that's not, I couldn't write. That's more, I would love to write, but I have to deal with ickiness over here for a while. And Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.